Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. I know it's been a whole week, but I almost forgot how to come into this whole show. But this is the what? This is our this no, this is not our last show in January. We have one more coming up next Sunday, the final day of the month. But uh, here we are, man, in the thick of things, looking at the weather outside, the weather coming up the next few days. This is it. We're in the winter drinking season. It's feel and it's it's feeling good too. This winter, I feel like uh, we've got some stouts. We've got, of course, our IPA. Big fans of uh, Hop Slam. And as you picked up a six pack, I did. I did. I found a six pack. Uh, it was, and be- it's it's funny because back in the day when Hop Slam first came out, we'd run out and get as much as we could. But oh yeah, now I feel like the old guy. Like you know, we could run down the hill and get one, or we could walk down and get them all. I'll just wait for the Hop Slam to uh, <laughs> to come to me. But I walked into a Belmont earlier in the week, and they were like, "Hey, I turned around. There's a big Hop Slam wall, so there's plenty to go around. I'll take six. Yeah. Yeah, so I grabbed a sixer, more. and uh, probably toward the end, when the supply starts dwindling, I might pick up a couple of more six-packs just to keep. But, uh, yeah, long gone are the days where you're like, oh, I'll get as much as you can. Get it while it's on tap. I I remember bar hunting, too, and being like, do they have it? Do they have it? Do they have They've got one keg. Is it on now? Okay, we'll go and we'll have some. Yeah, the prevailing mm. uh, thought on, on the internet with the, with the Hopsland this year is, is it the best? No, but it's still pretty dang good. It drink pretty good. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Glad to have you aboard. And uh, you and I were just talking a second ago, and I told you to say, hey, wait, 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 wait. let's give you a review oh, yeah. on the air, because you actually went somewhere to uh, to drink a new place in town this week that I haven't been to yet. Yeah, uh, the Howard Park Public House just opened up. I think they had the ribbon cut a week from this past Friday where, um, you know, they're relatively new to the area. We were expecting them in spring, and then with COVID and everything, some stuff shut down, and it took them a little while to open up, but, dude, it is such a cool location. I was it's at Howard, awesome. I was at Howard Park over the summer months with my nieces and nephews, and it's that, the, the public house is that area that, that, it looked like it was empty at the time that they've kind of worked on, but that's, that's where it's at, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a uh, nice restaurant, spatial seating, um, especially when it's going to be warmer out. They're going to have the whole side uh, patio seating. They've got some games and stuff on the side there, but we uh, we were inside. It was Tuesday night that we went, and uh, you know the snow was coming down and everything, but uh, we found a, a place over by the bar that was socially distant from everybody else in the restaurant, and they had a great tap list. They had everything from Zombie Dust to Two Hearted, um, a Bell Seasonal. Uh, they had some of the the macro stuff too. But is, is the idea with the public house at uh, Howard Park to bring down people who maybe aren't there with kids to have uh, to enjoy the place, or is it to you know give mom and dad a place to post up and have a few and get a bite to eat while the kids are running around? bonking themselves it's it's pretty much just like that and they've got like i i we were talking to the uh, general manager there and she said you know that we've got a bunch of different things that we're looking forward to you can do like a picnic on the lawn where you get like the food carry out and you go you know get a picnic basket and you, and a blanket and stuff so you can go post up somewhere on the the lawn as the kids are playing in the the playground um prices are are relatively reasonable i mean we've got the burgers which were really really good but you can also the coolest thing that they have there is this grill that's out in the open where if you want to choose the meat like whether it's the ribeye or a a porterhouse steak you can put it on the grill the chef will stand by and be with you but um i think they're waiting until like the covid stuff dies down that they actually feature that so then that way you can go and you grill grill your own stuff have a beer while you're doing it 
Wow, it's a all good, right. good time. Look at Zach getting out and experiencing something new in these tough, uh, tough COVID times during the week. I know. I wasn't. I wasn't totally sure because we're. We, that was like the. I want to say second restaurant we've gone to since the pandemic started. Since we've gone inside and sat down, typically we do carry out. You know, Crooked U has been big on our list, um, and a few others. We tried Fat Bird and stuff too, where you just do the, the carry out thing and get some beers to go or drinks to go. All right. Yeah. Hey, there it is. Your official Music to My Beers review of the new public house down at Howard Park. That's fun. I had a great time. I'm like, that's going to be a draw for a lot of people that you think are not just South Bend people. It's it's going to be bring people from Granger and from Elkhart because the, the park itself is so cool that, you know, as families... As families get together and want to go out somewhere, yeah, it's a perfect place. We went down there and visited, and all I could think was, man, did we get gypped when we were children? Because all we had were like, you know, those awful like cedar bark or gravel playgrounds, and and that was, you know, the toys were all metal, and you're constantly banging yourself on things. Yeah, it was all (laughs) basically, you know, survive. It was like the Hunger Games, survival of the fittest. But now that you know, you can fall down all day at the Howard Park in the spring and summertime and be fine. You're like, this is great. It feels so good. Now, being a dog owner, now we can't take the dog in there. I didn't realize that. Until after the fact, my wife's like, get get Sonny out of here. Our yellow lab, she can't go in. But hey, now that you guys are a dog owner, you could take advantage of all the dog-friendly craft brewery scene. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We're practicing that with her right now. We're like training with her her place. So then okay, we so go out. Okay, run around and make a fool out of you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there we have it. Zach, out doing something new for Music to My Beers. Second to last show in January. This is a big, obviously, football day today. We don't have many of these uh, to enjoy left. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, are you rooting for anybody, or are you just going to ha- sit down and have a beer and, and enjoy the games? Um, you know, it's funny. Football football Sundays for me, early in the season, like when the first couple, three weeks of the regular season kick off, I make it a point to be, in, you know, fanny and couch, beer in hand, have like four, five, eight beers during the course of an NFL Sunday. And then eventually you get to the point mid-season where you're like, I have to get stuff done. Like Sunday's yeah. another day to get things done. But by the time uh, the playoffs and the NFC-AFC championship weekend rolls around, you think... I gotta savor this because there's not many left. I would so I'm gonna be uh, butt and couch later with some beers in my hand, but it it would be fun. As I know that uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs are everybody's darling, but it'd be fun to watch Josh Allen and Buffalo go, and it'd be fun to watch Tom Brady do the Lord's work and vanquish the evil Aaron Rodgers and ascend to another Super Bowl. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. I think that and I'm not saying that because I bet a load on DraftKings this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I would like to see anybody but the Chiefs be in in the Super Bowl this time. So Bills and Bills and Brady. I think that's where I'm going to go too. Yeah, because well, and you've got a brother-in-law. Has he moved uh, to Wisconsin yet? Is he in close proximity? No, he's a Wisconsinite who's on his way back to Wisconsin the next month. So having a really annoying Packers brother-in-law also helps you, you know, hate on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because <laughs> I get the unsol- like you'll be enjoying a beer and I like the Packers won't even be playing yet and he'll send you a text like, "Oh, Pack," and I'm like, "Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why?" Yeah. So later on today, I'll be uh, I'll be dr- uh, drinking a few beers. Is there anything particular on a game day as we wind down because we've got this and I'm, I don't know a lot of people that really celebrate for the Pro Bowl weekend, but then we have the Super Bowl and that's pretty much it for our football drinking yeah yeah so uh, as far as celebrating and drinking and whatnot uh, just having your last enjoy your last couple of football beers typically early in the season because it's warm out you can be outside you can be enjoying the game in some shorts and having some uh, some poolside or some sessionable beer and now that it now that we're into the winter drinking and uh and stouts and porters and browns certainly feel a lot more appropriate yeah uh, I do like to crack open a, a stout or two from the cellar and just start my day that way on a super or not a super bowl but a uh, a football sunday yeah especially like um. Yeah, I would say something that's heavier 
would be uh, what I typically go to, whether whether you're talking stout or brown ale. Um, but I, I've pulled off so much from my shelf. It's like slim to none is left there. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I You know, when I think about it, I'm thinking in my mind, okay, I've got, got Dark Lord from this past year, got uh, a couple bourbon counties from this past year. Um, I might have one 2019 Bourbon County left, and then a few others from the uh, the Founders packs, like the the Barrel Age series. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, COVID really over the last year has had a dramatic effect. One because we're drinking more of our cellar now, but also two because there are fewer events and releases. That it's really impacting the amount of beer you're bringing in. So eventually, you're going to get out to the you know the last few bottles. And it's funny with football too because I don't feel the same way with hockey or with baseball. Like baseball it's fun to be at the game drinking. Mm-hmm. We love going to the South Bend Cubs games, having a few beers. But as far as watching baseball on TV, I can enjoy baseball fine without a beer. But for whatever reason football makes you think like I need I got to have some beers because there aren't a lot of football games during the course of the season and you know each one matters and it's a big deal. <laughs> That's true with 160 games, you know, in a given year for baseball. Yeah. You're going to be drinking every day. Yeah, and I've never been a kickback during the NBA playoffs and have six while I'm watching the Bulls play kind of guy. So it's uh football's football's fun, but it is kind of sad when our last couple of weekends of football drinking. Uh What do you have left on your shelf? Do you, dude, honestly not much. Yeah. Um I was I had a for, it, I know that I had less than I think I had, but I feel like when the pandemic started, I had quite a bit of beer down in the basement. You had a huge collection of the Barrel Age series from Founders, like almost every bomber and six I, or four pack of them. Yeah, that's all gone. I've, I've got uh, I, I dipped in my last 2017 KBS last weekend, and I've got about four or five KBSs left. Um, I think one DKML. I got wow. yeah, I've got uh, a curmudgeon's better half, and that's just about. Other than that, I was looking at my cellar. I'm like, man, this has been homogenized down to just pretty much Dark Lord variants and Goose Island stuff. So, it is time for me to to really start thinking about replenishing the cellar because aging stuff is a lot of fun, but also there's there's something weird, and I don't know if it's like a boozy insecurity where you're like I need to have beer on hand at all times. <laughs> It's fun to have a big seller and go down and say, look at all these things. I, you know, What am I doing? What am I trading? What can I bring to a share? What can I share with it? I, I use a lot of my seller during the course of the year for for shares and gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll, I'll buy two of something because odds are some a friend will have a birthday. And I'm like, hey, I got you a bottle of something. So that also has eaten into my stash. But it's getting down to, I don't want to say code red beer seller levels in the cluck basement, but I'm, I'm getting there, bro. I would say, yeah, just as long as I have a little bit there. But, I mean, everything that I go to at the liquor store now, I'm like, I'm going to drink that this weekend. I'm going to plan on drinking that tonight. Yeah, and some of the bottle shops that uh, am I in the town have started to scale away a little bit from the uh, individual mm-hmm. beer and are starting to feature more of, like you know, the seltzers obviously are taking over everything, but more variety packs, more six packs, 12ers, and less of the whole mixer, sixer, choose your own. So that also is cutting out a little bit on the, uh, you know, I got to travel a little bit more to find to find different beers away from my house. So that that's like when I go somewhere like Transient, I tend to buy more than I normally would because I can't get this stuff near home. Yeah, yeah. Are you noticing? Because I, I, I now in the liquor stores too. I'm just thinking about. I don't see a whole lot of bombers. No. Bombers are a thing of the past. Yeah, the lady at the, the store by my house even said she goes, "We're getting away from single sales mm-hmm. and bombers and anything that's individually sold, moving toward packs." So they're redoing the entire store, which has forced me to look more. But um, you know, thankfully, a lot of craft breweries are are fantastic at social media, and I'm a member of Transient's uh, Text Club. Ooh! So I need to put zero thought into it. They'll let me know if they've got something coming out. I need to swing up there and, and pick up. Can you buy it ahead of time and then pick it up, or no? You just you just go up there and buy it. Gotcha. Yeah, and they're not going to sell out, right? Of what you're looking for, or are there certain like 
hot items that Transient has that you're like looking forward to? I haven't had a tra- I haven't had anything that I've wanted that I've gone out there and be like they don't have it anymore. Oh, okay. So um, you know I, I know that'll probably be different with their Knuckly and Buckley releases when all that rolls around again coming mm. up uh, in the spring. So lots to talk about here. Music to my beers, my mouth. She's getting dry. We have to tap one, or t- split one at the top of the hour. We have to get to the B move here in just a little bit. Thanks for joining us for another Sunday of beer chat, yo. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. Welcome back, and uh, this is the first little corner of the show we've earmarked for something special. We take beer, we pair it with movies, and we give it a rating system. And there's no consistency or accuracy week in and week out. It just um, basically it's the name, and we talk <laughs> movies and drink, yeah. drink beer. So welcome to the music to my beers, B movie. And Zach actually picked out this week's movie. Unbelievably, given what you do for a living, the fact that you've never seen this movie is a little bit alarming to me. Seriously, the fact that uh, I was talking to um, Brittany, my co-host, about the movie, and and the fact that I've been in this business for 12 years, and I in not even seen this movie before I got into the business, making me wanted to get into it, but I had never seen Private Parts, Howard Stern's movie. From 1990... The book came out in 93. The movie came out, uh, geez, about a year or two later. Yeah, and it's so good. I mean, just seeing his, his, where he started to where he is now. I mean, obviously, he, he carries the satellite radio and all that stuff. But he has made a name for himself for, for all, all kinds of different reasons. But one thing that I still love is the fact that you get to see him in college and him take those people like Robin Quivers and his other co-host and all Fred, the way. Baba Bowie and everybody else. Yeah, all the way. All the way with him. So, so. I'm going to let you tackle this movie first. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, and I was wrong. The book came out in 93. The movie was four years later in 1997. I would go with, because um, I thought it was really good. And I actually only drank one beer during the entire movie. And what did I have? Oh, I had a Narragansett, and it was their new stout, or it's probably not new, but it new to me. Okay. I never had it before. Um, and I'm going to have to look up the name of it because I... It was funny how that Narragansett out of, uh, what is it, Rhode Island popped up over the summertime. They're like, here's our here's our standard beer, then here's the shandy, and here's a stout. They've piled on a couple of different things uh, since then. It's their uh, autocrat coffee milk stout. I'd oh. go with one of those, and I drank it during the entire movie because I was just, I was so enthralled, I didn't get up at all. No, I take that back. I got up, paused the movie, went to the bathroom, came back, but I only had like seven minutes to go because it just flew by, and I, I just felt like every scene in that movie was super interesting. I mean, it, it gets raunchy. He he did some stuff that we can't do on the radio anymore. No, no, those days are gone. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this movie, because this uh, uh, is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm going to give it a 12-pack of Bell's Two-Hearted, because I, I can quote this movie line for line from beginning to end like you name it i've got the soundtrack i read the book when it came out when i was uh, a bit younger before that before i got my hands on the movie in college and it's great one it's a great it's a great story even if you're not in radio but uh, i was just starting to get into radio when stern was like at his absolute peak so i would listen in college and uh, and yeah the things he would say were, were you know completely outrageous hilarious but yeah. but the more you get into the book and the more you realize what kind of a story this guy had like he wasn't handed any of this he had to fight tooth and nail and he a lot of places he was the first to do things he was doing he was the first guy 
uh, to be TrimalCast, so he's on three stations at the same time. Wow. And it was also back in the day, at a different time in radio, when you could uh, you could get, they called it getting fired up, <laughs> where if you got fired in a big enough way at one station, another station would say, wow, look at that guy. He's outrageous. Let's go get him. Yeah. But that's how, like, it's the same uh, thing that people like Man Cow followed. Like, he got fired out in, uh, out in California. It was a big deal. So, like, bring him to Chicago. He's a huge deal. <laughs> Now, you cannot do this no. at all anymore, and it was uh, it was a sad day when, when he packed up and went to Sirius. Good for him and his wallet, but I was like, well, I, you know, I'm not going to pay for Sirius anymore. Mm. Why, Zach? <laughs> Free broadcast radio is perfectly fine. Yeah, what's wrong with the radio we got? But, yeah, it's a great movie. It's an awesome soundtrack, and uh, my first radio gig in Kalamazoo, one of the songs that was on the soundtrack was a it was an Ozzy Osbourne uh, Pictures of Matchstick Men. It was a cover, uh-huh. and that was in rotation, and there was a little note in the CD that said, you can mention, this is from the Howard Stern soundtrack, but it will be your last day here. <gasps> so you could talk about the song. You could say, it's Ozzy Osbourne. It's typo negative. It's pictures of Matchstick Men. But you could not mention it was from the private parts because, you know, he was on another signal. And people might say, oh, I'm going to switch channels right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, was, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really wild. So that was back in CDs and all, it was all kinds of fun. So <laughs> I'm going to give it my favorite beer and my favorite... Um, Number of my favorite beers because well, yeah, it's probably my top top five top eight movies of all time. So we like to break one down, break one a beer down. It's called Split One, and uh, uh, this week it's something from our friends at McKellar. Ooh, I like McKellar. It's a uh, Spontan Cherry. Wow, Frederick's Doll. Where'd you get this? It's a sour ale brewed with Frederick's Doll cherries and aged in oak barrels. Uh, I got this from Old Man Ernie, and I thought, you know what, this is cool, but it's kind of too snazzy of a beer to enjoy by myself. Yeah. Hunker down in the old bunker. It's nice of uh, Old Man Ernie to share that. Man, that's uh, that looks fancy, too. It's got a cork, and is it... Is it going to, like, blow off? Oh, it's kind of like a champagne bottle, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I might be making a mess near a ton of really expensive equipment, and if I am, I'm sorry to our engineering staff, but... Um, yeah, sorry it's if to... I missed... What, what's the date on it? 2019? 2020? <sighs> it is a 2020. All right, Ooh. so I'm going to see if I can't get this cork off. You want to twist? I don't want to shoot it, because I don't want to, like... Oh, yeah, and bust up a speaker or something inside the room or the TV. Me and Jason aren't watching TV tomorrow. Wow, hang on a second. All right. That's really on there. That's yeah. It's tight. It's stuck in the bottle. Well, I'm starting to freak out now. Like, did I get this thing too cold or what's the deal? Okay. Was it on. in the freezer? No. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. Let's hear the pop. Unless it goes all over the microphone. Oh, nice. Okay. All Is right. it a plastic cork? No, no. That's, uh, that's, that's legit. Rubber. That's rubber. Ooh. All right. So it's got a really nice dark purple body. Oh, yeah. Wow, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whoa. It smells like a fruity wine. Mmm. Here, go ahead and take the rest of this. Oh, I'm taking a picture. Yeah, it does. It smells like a real fruity. You definitely get the sour in the nose, that's for sure. Ooh, got a nice picture there. Did you get a picture? I'll grab one real quick. Um, go ahead and take your first taste because okay. the color it's it's deep it's it's cherry it's wine but it's like a deep real deep red color to it. Whoa, that is sour. That reminds me of um, a few wild ales that we've had, like at the brewery that my brother used to be at three uh, three taverns. They had those really tart sour. Is it is it a um, a wild ale or 
sour ale. I'm just wondering what they add in to make it so sour. Whoa. And this clock's in uh, about the same as uh, a two-hearted. Hmm. Yeah, it's 7.2%, which for a sour, it's up there a little bit. Yeah, this is pretty incredible. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's nice and sour. You get the cherry for sure. Yeah, and sometimes uh, with sours like this especially, there's a nice dry finish, but mm-hmm. I feel like that lets you get the entire profile of whatever the flavor was you just had. It's kind of bready. Yeah, we've had sours before that are that are you know there's lactose in them and they're they're fruited up and and by the end of it you think all right but it was more more of a dessert treat but this mm. is yeah this, this I think this is closer to a wine than an ale for sure yeah and it drinks it drinks a little bit like the not the sweet reds but like um, almost like a cab where you get some of the dryness from the probably from the cherry ooh wow it's almost like drinking a, a tart cherry pie. Yeah, yeah. This is from uh, again. It's from McKellar, and they they don't do they don't do anything less than usually pretty great stuff. So this is no exception. But it's fun. Comes in a three three hundred seventy five milliliter bottle, so it's enough to split with one person for or a couple people for sure. But I thought it was fun to foil the wire cage. I'm like, this is going to be great. It's been sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks, so I thought maybe let's let's bust it out and see what it is. Uh, beers like this, like a sour, like a real kind of tart, dry sour ale. Also, this drinks really good in the wintertime, Whereas sometimes in the summertime, I, I think you want some more of that. Uh, I don't want to say sloppy or sour feel. <laughs> like the, uh, the what's the one that Founders makes? The, their Goza, right? Yeah, or some of the, the, the more like the fruited beers from 450 North and, and stuff like that. and More milkshake-y, four, yeah, yeah. four or five. And I know that uh, uh, Taver's got a ton of uh, fruited sours that are more on the fruited side than the sour side. This one, more on the sour side than the fruited side. I would totally go for this one again. Yeah. How many, Thank you. How many stars are you going to give it? I'm going to give this probably... Four point three. I think I'm gonna do four point oh. Okay. This is, yeah. yeah, this is pretty great. But uh there you have it, our our McKellar. We take uh three beers apiece, we throw it into a mixer sixer, and we offer you an in store discount. Everything of that is true except for the in store discount part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have a store yet. No, no. <laughs> and uh I'm gonna go first. It could be three it could be beers you want, beers you've had, beers you're dying to get your hands on, or you want to try again. And I'm gonna go first with something I saw earlier this week. From Goshen Brewing Company. I haven't had a chance Ooh. to have this yet. I'm hoping I can get down there before they're out of it. Uh, it's their new Imperial Hazy IPA, and it's probably one of the funniest name beers I've seen in a while. Dwight Fruit. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I hadn't seen that one. It's got mandarin orange. It's got grapefruit and floral notes. Uh, they don't do anything bad when it comes to to beer, but um, it's it's Dwight Fruit. There's pineapple in it. I'm like, this is going to be great. It's a funny name. It's a great, I'm sure, tasting beer. And I'm going to try to get down and get a crowler of that before uh, tis all gone. So that's the first beer I'm going to throw into the pick six. The second one I'm going to throw in, and um, the Chaos Monger from, I think I maybe have thrown this in once before, but I got a chance to have some more of it <gasps> from uh, uh, War Pigs, from, right? Yeah, from War Pigs. And the only. These guys. Yeah, they were drinking. The only complaint I have about the Chaos Monger from War Pigs is it's not as readily available as its counterparts. You can get Salmon Pants and Foggy Geezer and Lazarite at just about any store or bottle shop or bar restaurant in the entire listening area. Chaos Monger, when you see it, usually like citywide downtown will have it, or you know, you you may find it at a weird Belmont here or there. But you see it like, oh I've got to grab it, but it's a it's a fantastic hazy double and uh, it it the first time I had it, I'm like, I can't, you can almost imagine what it's going to taste like. You're like, I bet this is going to be, and you, it delivers on 100% of that promise. So um, That was all I was drinking New Year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. It was that one. And oh my goodness, that 9% went down so easy. 
Yeah, and back to our uh, hop slam being a temp, and the hop slam is going to be the last beer I throw in because it's just it feels good, mm-hmm. you know, it tastes good. But if, if for whatever reason those craft beer releases you've had for years and years and years, whenever they come back around again, and January is kind of a dead month for craft beer. There aren't a lot of huge big festivals and releases, especially in these COVID times. So when you see hop slam on the shelf, you're like, hey, all right, cool, we've made it to a new year, we've made it. But some of the IPAs and doubles we're used to now, I mean. Uh, the New Belgium uh, series, their their mm-hmm. uh, higher plane uh, IPA they've got for the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, that's eight point five, eight point eight. But now you're talking some of these other ones, uh, Chaos Monger nine nine percent. So when you get you climb to a ten point two, it's no longer the mountain of drunken excess that it used to be. I remember when this show first started five six years ago, Hop Slam was like. Boom, that's it. They're serving it to you in a small glass because you couldn't possibly handle it. One hot slam tonight. That's all I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah, now as the rest of the kind of craft beer sort of uh, strengthened, beefed up around it, it's it's <laughs> not the uh, the mountaintop of strength anymore. I look at Revolution and I'm like, they're putting out 14, 15s every week, it right? seems. <laughs> yeah, or or I'll be I'll just look at, because uh, I like to look at every once in a while, just find a regular six-pack of uh, just some common IPA that I maybe have overlooked or haven't had, and you look at some of these, and you're like, oh, 4.5, why don't you bother with this? Yeah. Might as well just drink water and Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are my three for the uh, the pick six this week. For mine, um, I'm going to, I'll start off locally here. We talked about it being stout season, and one of our neighbors, Evil Check, does a really good stout, um, the Bigsby White Stout, which it you get, you get all the flavors when you pour it into the glass. It doesn't look at all like a stout. It's uh, it's got this. I mean, it's it's yellow. It looks like a beer, but it's got this like chocolatey flavor, dark chocolate, roasted malts. Um, and I think when this show first started, we may have had Pat Arvison on, who used to be at Crooked or used to be at Evil Check, and I think he was the guy that actually did the recipe for Bigsby. Whoa. Yeah, and, and he also it's called Bigsby. It's a white stout named after the Chappelle Show character <laughs> Clayton Bigsby, the famous uh, you know. It's it, but it's so good too. Like it's, it, and it's been a while since I've had it, but you can get it in cans and you can get it. Yeah, and it's available pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. The other one that I throw in is an actual stout from. Uh, well, when I say actual stout, I mean it's an imperial stout from uh, Greenbush Delusion. Have you have you had that in a while? Not in a while. Didn't we used to have when the show first came around? We'd get some delusion because it was hard to come by. It was a uh-huh. four, four pack of bottles, a little on the pricey side, but also really really strong. Yeah, it's an imperial cream stout. It clocks in at eleven percent. It's aged in whiskey barrels, and I would put. I always said this. I would put that one up to uh, KBS any day at, at beating out KBS because KBS. KBS and Bourbon County, when the show first started, were like the two bourbon barrel-aged stouts that we always were like, whoa, those are so good. But Greenbush has been doing phenomenal um, dilution for the last couple of years. It's real good. Yeah, it's funny, too, how those two, uh, those big tentpole stouts from earlier in the show's history now are just not that big of a deal. You're drinking drinking more nostalgia's sake. (laughs) Easy to come by. Yeah. And then last but not least, I would throw in, I bought a six-pack of this, and it's really good. The uh, Moon Rambler IPA from Founders. Have you had that one? I have not. It's a 6.4. It's only available between now and the end of March, and it's an IPA with milk sugar. So you get a little bit of the pillowy mouthfeel from that. Okay. But to me, it reminds me of Azaka, and Azaka... Always takes me back to 2017. The Falcons are in the Super Bowl, and we're beating the Patriots 28 to three. And I'm things were going good, chugging the Zakas and shotgunning those. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is our game. No, 
Uh, I saw you the next day at work, and you came in in the afternoon, and you looked like death. Uh, it was rough. I should have just taken the day off. I <laughs> worked that day. Yeah, it's always nice when you can call and like, dude, I can't work today. I'm too dinged up from <laughs> drinking to excess on a weeknight. Uh, we've got one more show left in January, then we're going to start segueing into February, moving, and it's starting to get that glimmer of hope that maybe the end of winter is coming when March rolls around. You're like, I can feel it, man. But for right now... We're hunkered down like this is it, and it is it is fun when you're because we call this full blown stout season. Like it's game on. If it's dark, we'll drink it. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Is there anything on your in your cellar or on your mind coming up in the next month, month and a half that you're dying to drink? Um, I think for me, I kind of want to clear out and just be done with Bourbon Counties. For I kind of want to I want to drink a 2020 and not not wait another year or two years because yeah. i feel like i've i always hold on to those and i think that they're probably better right out of the gate i and i haven't had one um and maybe it's coming off my cellar or maybe i'm going out and i'm getting one at one of the local uh pubs or tap houses that has has it on tap but like i haven't seen it a whole lot of places have you uh, on tap, no. Uh, there was that first weekend. I think maybe Hopstation <sighs> had some. Uh, somebody around here had one, but um, it's it was still the bottles were so readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I'm in that same boat. One thing I'm looking forward to doing two things actually, and I talked about it right before the Christmas vacation. And I'm like, two weeks off, I can do what I want. Well, I yeah. got, bu- got busy and couldn't. Mm. Uh, I still have a bomber of Friend of the Devil from Crooked You that I'm looking t- forward, and I also I've got one uh, earmarked for the next couple of weeks. A bottle of regular this year's Dark Lord from Three Floyds, but I want to have both of them and not share. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to take my time, spend a couple of hours working through a couple of hours, spending an hour <laughs> and a half working through the bottle and just seeing as it comes up to temperature, how the flavor profile changes. And it really stuck with me last week during our, our split one when we when the first couple of sips, you couldn't really taste any of that toasted coconut in that uh the prairie we had. Yeah. But the longer you went through the bottle and the and the glass we had, the more that flavor profile changed. But also It'd be fun to see how this how it starts out and how it finishes and, and then take it down. Because a lot of times with specialty bombers, and you know, this isn't a complaint, but sometimes you'll have one and you think, this is fantastic, and you immediately regret sharing it with nine other people. Mm-hmm. You're like, everybody gets two ounces, and that's just enough to wet your whistle. But you can really, if you take your time with a bomber, a, a good stout bomber or a barley wine, work your way through it you know, at your own pace, whatever that may be. But really see what all this beer has to offer. And it'd be nice to start the night with that so I could make some mental notes. Really appreciate it versus it's 1130, Supercross is on, and I'm just going to dome this before I go to bed. <laughs> and wake up feeling awful oh, dude, after what a 22 ounce bomber. Yeah, one of the worst feelings. And it happens to me about once a summer is you wake up the next morning and you're, you know, you've had friends over and there was a bottle share and you're cleaning up the stuff and you pick up something that was really, really nice and there's like half of it left and you think, Oh, this is how I wasted this. Got crushed. Yeah, or like, you know, there's a cigarette butt in it, or an ant has crawled <laughs> in it, so you can't even salvage it and use it for coffee creamer. So, yeah, that I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to getting through those two in the next couple of weeks and uh, and doing it without any friends around. So, mm-hmm. if you're a friend of mine, sorry, I'll be drinking those all by my lonesome. Yeah, maybe sharing with the wife. Yeah, and also, it, we, we laugh on the show, we talk about Bourbon County a lot, but it's, it's one of the things we have the most of. But I've got uh, proprietors from 2016 until this year. Whoa. Yeah, and I'm wondering, because I typically keep a handful of each year's Bourbon Counties for five years, and I'll, I'll, I'll get a whole bunch, and I'll sort of whittle it down as the years go down. So I'm wondering when I should be drinking this prop and bringing it in for, for a split one, or if I should wait. You gave me a prop. I think it was a 2019 prop. I did. Yeah, and I still have that on the shelf. I'll probably not dive into that. It's probably just going to be the regular Bourbon County that I bought this year, and I'll I'll take it and I'll I'll 
the 16.9 is not yeah. too terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I will, every time I see the variants from Revolution in those four packs, I like to grab one of those. And they, I mean, they're on the pricier side, but you get four of them and a can to me seems more manageable at a 12 ounce oh, yeah. pour of that stout and just sharing it or not sharing it, but just having it myself. Yeah, and if, if you could get Revolution just style points alone, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, dude. A 12 ounce can, because there are times you want to, you want to have uh, one of your nicer things, but it's in a bomber, you know, if you're going to be able to take the entire thing down. So it's like, uh, but if it's 12 ounces, you can do that. You can nurse your way through it. And it's great because, yeah, it's four pack of cans, so it takes up less space. But also, you can afford to have one now, mm-hmm. save one for way later, have a couple in between, you know, share one, maybe trade one. That gives you enough to work with, and you're not taking up all this cellar space. I'm surprised that Three Floyds hasn't done what, like, Bare Hands does for Double Tie Day, where they've made it, they put Double Tie in the cans now, so you get, like, the four pack of cans. Yeah. Do that with uh, Three Floyds Dark Lord. Well, I, I saw earlier this week, Toppling Goliath uh, at Citywide downtown in South Bend had um, their King Sue in bottles. Whoa. Yeah, which is a new one. That's interesting. Yeah, they were in glass uh, glass bottles you could buy on, a, on uh, one at a time. Like Hop Slam this year. Yeah. That's been the weirdest thing. Yeah, because so when the show first started, everything was glass, and then craft beer sort of ran, like, sprinted down the path to aluminum cans because it was more affordable, it's easier to manage, it's more, it's, you know, uh, less likelihood you're going to break it. And now it seems like we're taking a weird curve to the other direction because, yeah, Hop Slam, for the first time since its initial run, is now available in bottles, and then you can get King Sue from Top and Goliath in bottles as well. I can't take him to the beach anymore. Oh! oh. You can still hide him in your glove box. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. We've got uh, some things to look forward to, some uh, nationally, uh, some locally here. But uh, have you been up to Jelly Pumpkin in Traverse City? I have not. Really cool place. Big fan. They were actually on the forefront of the Sours and doing kind of the funkier stuff before everybody got into, okay. you know, what we have now. And they have their Oro, which is their, uh, it's like a wild artisan uh, golden nail. They're doing it in cans now. And that has not been the case for the longest time. They used to just put it in bottles, but these are coming in 16-ounce cans. Clock's in at 8%. Weird. Going back to our conversation we had a minute ago. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're They're... They're heading now in the can direction um, after being in bottles for so we. My wife and I on our first anniversary, 2014, we went up there, had a great time. Amazing food. It's right on the uh, old Mission Peninsula. Okay, lots of lots of fun. If you're ever gonna take a trip up to Travers, do the Ale Trail and uh, hit up Jolly Pumpkin. The Ale Trail. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of ale, the uh, Ale Smith out of California. I think I had that right. Yeah, San Diego. California. Yeah, uh, well, my brother-in-law used to be a member of their bottle, or their mu- not bottle club, mug club, bottle club back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, you had to be out there because you obviously had to go to the brewery to get their allotments. But it, that's when you would get some of the wild, like the Vietnamese oh. you know, coffee variant of their Speedway Stout. Well, now they've got a new Speedway Stout variant okay. for 2021. It's um, it's espresso and Madagascar vanilla, um, and it looks like. Um, it's, it's going to be out and about. It's going to be released on a national scale. And I know that you can actually get Ale Smith from, uh, state line. Cause I've been up there and seen Speedway Stouts. And I thought for sure in the back room with the citywide on grape, you know, they have that back room. Oh yeah. I think, man, I want to say they had it there. I could be having a stroke maybe on the air. You know what? No, don't, don't write me. Don't write that down. <laughs> Call first. I don't know. Check the website, whatever. Just in case. Right. Um, and then last but certainly not least, we've got a new brewery coming to the area in Elkhart. They're taking over um, right there 
on the river. It's called Brass Elk Brewing, and they've got a great location. Um, they've got they're they're basically general manager, bar manager, head brewer are all set to go, and they're planning on opening in spring. Okay, so. It'll be cool. Add that to the. We've already got we've West Wind and Yakida. If we've learned anything from the craft beer, uh, craft breweries in the area, spring means fall. So it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome because uh, Elkhart hot, quickly becoming a, a nice little craft beer pocket, man. Between uh, West Wind, Yakida, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. lots of places. places. Yeah, we can we can hit up and do a whole brew tour just in Elkhart County. We don't need our Traverse City Ale Trail. We can make our Ale Trail here. Let's do it. So that's uh, that's it for news and notes. Perfect. We will see you back here next Sunday for the very last show in January as we bid this first month of 2020 adieu. Thanks to having you on behalf of Zach Miller and myself. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.